0: Welcome to the Hope hotline I just when Tracy was counting down now I got to tell you what that was I listen I hate to tell you some people have said not some people I only know of one person that has said that they don't watch the podcast cuz I talk to the girls too much which I don't what to tell you cuz that's gonna happen it's, I can't like how do I not talk to you guys you're right there tell right there it's gonna happen but as Tracy's counting down to the podcast, I look down and Tom, the, this is my microphone and then we have on the floor Tom's microphone and I see his nasty cough drop sitting on the, I was like, ooh, what is, um?" That's, it looked like a dead bug. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was, I was like, ooh, what is that? And then I was like, oh, that's his nasty cough drop. <laughs> he leaves them everywhere. He leaves them uh, on, his, tra- Heather just goes, true story. He leaves them on the, uh, what is he on his uh, podium? He where he when he preaches, and like Norma has got a job to collect those things. I don't know if she's great about it every week, but nasty. And we have a leak in the building right now. If you hear dripping, it's from we had a monumental catastrophic rain. Which was awesome because the grass needs it, but not good for the building because we're working on the roof right now and we have a lot of water, pour you know, dripping right now. So, if you feel the need to give to the building fund, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we'll take it. Just joking. Um, yeah, yeah, Heather goes, not joking. Oh, oh my gosh. They put it on the screen. Oh my gosh, God's providing. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, well, I looked at myself. First of all, I wanna address a couple things. Okay, my neck, I was telling the girls, my neck's doing really good. All my crepey, like these things right here, this, these lines right here, they're gonna be here. Like, that's just my neck. But the crepe, my girlfriend, Kristen, I just was talking to Kristen about my neck yesterday at church, um, which her and her husband are moving, which is, they're moving, he got a great job opportunity in Texas, which I, you know, God bless Texas, but you got one, you, they're lucky. Where, where are they moving at in Texas, Heather, do you know? Near Dallas, that's right, which I lived in Dallas for a very short period of time. I don't like Dallas. I mean, I don't like Texas. I mean, if you live in te- Texas and you're watching this, Come to Florida. move to Florida. <laughs> no, I think it's because I am not a dry heat person. I'm a damp. I've always lived in damp heat, high humidity. And plus, it, I mean, if you're going to live in flatland, there has to be a purpose that you live in flatland. Like, not having a beach i don't like it what are you guys like it's whispering over there because i'm insulting people how from texas i don't know how many questions i have today how many have to however many questions i get to today i don't know this is an oh i don't care <laughs> they're telling me to butt out like how, she's not gonna know it's how many i get to Who's the, I'm, the pro- not get far. I'm not gonna get far i only got to one a couple weeks ago oh <gasps> It, no, that's. I just thought that was my coffee walking in. No, nope, it's Travis's feet. <laughs> not good. Okay, um, so my neck is doing really good. If you you're using the same stuff, and you're not getting the same thing, I don't know what to tell you because it's like I just looked at my neck before the pot. I was like, man, my neck is looking good. daggummit. once or twice a time, a day. I apply for those of you that aren't getting the same thing because be diligent. Be diligent with that stuff. It's gold bond neck wrinkle neck and chest wrinkle cream. And how much did you pay for that, Tracy? Was it It's not Somebody was asking me yesterday is it the No, was it yesterday somebody was asking me? Somebody was asking, I think it was yesterday, which one I use. Was it there's one that's like $10 She'll put it on the screen. It's one that's $10 or does they have like one that's 40 or something? I know you didn't pay 40 bucks for that. Okay, it's not the $40 one because she knows that. I'm like, oh my word. Um, it's like $11.97. She's going to put it on the screen for you guys that are interested in it. And literally Gold Bond should be paying for a sponsorship with me. Because you should tag them. Um. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. But you know what? Because I keep looking at my neck. You know what? I keep thinking every time because I did my hair differently today. You know who I remind myself of? I'm looking at tell you right now. You know who I remind myself of? Man hands from Seinfeld. Man hands from Seinfeld. Have, if you've ever watched Seinfeld, one of the episodes, Jerry dates this woman who has man hands. I look like her. So Tracy will bring, uh, Tracy, I know Tracy's gonna do this. She's gonna pull up man hands. Would you like some bread, Jerry? No, no thanks, I'm just not hungry. Well, then at least drink your beer. You have a little something on your face. I can get it. No, 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 you're missing it, it's higher. Don't you just love lobster? So you can see what man hands look like. The girl has very similar hairstyle as me. I don't necessarily look like this girl, but my hair looks like this girl. I keep thinking of man hands every time I look at myself. I might have, yeah. Are you looking at man hands right now? Yes, yeah, she is. Okay, she's gonna she'll show you. Does my hair look like man hands to you? Yeah, she sees where I'm going with it. Hey, and you know what another thing is? I'm very distracted right now, but I'm gonna to get to the first question like almost immediately. But, we, I was talking to Tracy about this, I, Heather might have been in here in the room when I, we have so many men that watch this podcast. I say that, this is like maybe the second or third time, but God bless, so many men. I don't know why you do, but I am really glad you do, because you make my audience level go way up, <laughs> like way up. So, I might have more men that watch than women. I might. I don't know. What do you think? No. no, Heather says no. But I have a lot of men. And I'm really happy about that. Huh? And live. Like they're watching live. Yeah. She on. says you guys are watching live. You actually participate in conversation. Like I cannot tell you how often that we get responses from men or men come up to me. It's almost as much as the women do. And listen, I talk a lot of, a lot about La Feminina stuff. Like, you have to, like, work through the La Feminina conversation to, to be able to, like, <laughs> you're just laughing. You have to, like, work through that to watch this podcast. So you must be like, Tom, if you're a guy that watches this, you're very in touch with your feminine side. You're very, like, you can handle it. But you're a manly man. Or you're, yeah, or you're trying to understand your wives. I don't know. But you can do both. Like, you're a man's man that understands his feminine side. I love men that are like that. I, I mean, I love men. Even Heather's husband. But I, like I said to him today, I'm like, he kind of has to. I'm like a mother to him. Like, if I ever ask him about the podcast, he will feel compelled to be able to say, yes, he knows about that one because... It'd be like your kid not watching it, and I don't even think Tommy watches this podcast, which is not very cool, so. Um, All right, we're gonna go to the first question. It's a very odd question. I don't even know where to begin with this question, to be honest with you. I was kind of taken aback from it because I didn't even know about it. So it says, "If if Zachariah 1412 is referencing zombies, who in your family would last the longest in a zombie apocalypse? And what would be your weapon of choice? Tommy. Uh, Heather says Tommy. Okay, I never even knew that this was, I, kn- I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know how somebody comes up with one of these questions, but I absolutely love it. Heather, Tracy, is this your question? <laughs> <That's> good, <Jared. laughs> is this a Tracy question? It, she said, yes, <laughs> Tracy comes up with the weirdest questions. This is like, <laughs> I don't even know how long it took me to get to this question. How long have you been waiting for me to answer so this question? Long. So long. Oh, So your guys are waiting. See, sometimes, sometimes my team, they throw in these questions. See, what happens is, okay, which I would need to make sure if you have a question, Please, please, please send them in. I mean, it may take me a little bit of time to get to them, but I want them. Like, I need them. If you don't ask me a question, I don't have a podcast, okay? The podcast is over, which maybe that might stop everybody from asking questions. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) From this point on, I might not get any more questions because you just might want the podcast to be completely done. I don't know. You know what? If you don't send them in, I'm going nowhere. I'll make up my own. I'll make up my own. I'm going nowhere, so you might as well just send them in. Where do, where do they send them again? <laughs> Ask, hope. Ask Hope at the at HopeHotline.com. Ask Hope at HopeHotline.com. Ask Hope at hope com. It'll be at the bottom of the screen. But I ain't going anywhere, friends, men and women, so you might as well just, or trans, if you... If you're trans, man, or woman, we're going to identify all three. Hey, I saw something yesterday that says people are now. Okay, Heather's telling me something. You, trans, trans slender. I might trans slender. Heather saw something you you who I identify as, as, as trans slender when you're, when you're fat. So I might be okay with that <laughs> Yeah, we might be okay with that one, definitely. <laughs> trans- I identify as slender. Oh, Magalis might have done that. Oh, dear Lord's a mercy. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. I would love to identify as that. My thighs, especially. But you know what? But here's the thing. I noticed there's. I noticed this person's kind of thick in the thighs, like me. And I was saying something to my kids. I'm like, they got they got some thick thighs. They're in shape, but they got some thick thighs. And Norma informed me that that's not a bad thing that's a thing right now i i gotta keep i gotta keep my thick thighs i don't think tom tom's in agreement with that here's the thing i will tell you thick thighs and then we're getting back to the zombie thing thick thighs with cellulite not good thick thighs save lives okay but but my thick thighs are not attractive I don't know, like, can you have thick thighs without cellulite? Are you going to pull up thick thighs without no, cellulite? I can't. I can't. You can have thick thighs without cellulite? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to work out, yeah, that's not me. Uh, my, my thick thighs will not look good. It's too late. Tom would say, no, that's not true. You can go back. <laughs> work them thighs out. That would require effort. I don't, I don't really want to. Mm -mm. Sorry, it's not happening. I'll just, I'll cover them thighs up. But thick thighs save lives. That's the theme of today's podcast. And now zombies. Back to zombies. Okay, Zechariah 14, 12 says, And this shall be the plague. I don't even know where you found this, Tracy. And this shall be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the people who fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets, and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths. If there's a conspiracy, conspiracy, Tracy says she knows about it. Your dad made you be well-versed in conspiracy theories. Her dad is like a conspiracy theory nut. He loves them. What is it? It's in your blood? DNA in the DNA. Okay, so I don't believe in zombies. What's that? Walking Dead. Tra- Talia's family used, I don't even know if they are anymore, When, but when Walking Dead was super popular, Talia's mother was all in. We had a whole, section of our house. whole section of their house was Walking Dead. I don't know like how many of you guys love the Walking Dead. It was super popular. I, I, Never really into it. I didn't like it. Not because of demonic or anything like that. It's just, it's not my style. I'm not in a suspense person, but I'm not a movie person. I don't, like, I'm not a TV person. There's so much I could be doing with my time instead of sitting and watching TV. I just can't stand it. But I don't believe in zombies, but I will answer this question for Tracy and Talia, because apparently they really care about this. Okay, if if there were zombies, let's look at this question. I'm going to read who in your family would last the longest in a zombie apocalypse, and what would be your weapon of choice? Okay, I didn't answer the weapon of choice, but I'll do this right now. Okay, so if there, there were zombies, I can promise you Norma's probably the first one out. For sure. For sure. First of all, she's not fast at all. Um, I mean, she's a pretty good fighter. She's like, out of everybody in the family, me and norma are probably your most like vocal as far as what we think she's kinder but she's she doesn't hold back uh but if it's fighting skills like i have fighting skills but i don't have zombie fighting skills so me and norma are out i can promise you that i don't like i i'll gladly just kill myself because i I really don't like the suspense of knowing when something's going to pop out and try and eat me. So just slip my wrist, put me, call it a day. I'm not doing it. Now, Tom and Tommy, they ain't going down without a fight ever. Ever. I'm going to say Tom, to be honest with you. I'm going to say Tom will probably make it. And the reason Tom will make it is, believe it or not, I'm not kidding you when I tell you. First of all, Tom is quiet as a mouse. He's very stealth-like. He's stealth. And being a big guy, the man is flipping fast. Like, there's a reason why he played college football. He's he's fast. Tommy's very fast. Tommy's super fast. But Tom, he's, he's freaking fast. I don't care if they don't walk fast. I'm just telling you, it's like a gator. You zigzag. He's, Tom's fast And He's very cunning He's he's quiet He's stealth Quiet's very good Like Tommy's not, Tommy's not quiet they, A zombie is going to hear him coming a mile away And me Like I'm not quiet And I'm very clumsy As we know Because I, I was just telling them the story How I fell at At a service this week Like Am I, uh, uh, I? I mean, I literally was stood up from the chair in the sanctuary and just flat fell out flat right there in this one of our guys. Is, is Josh even is Josh a usher? Or what is he? He sees security. He does a lot around here. Kid you not. Poor Josh looked at me. Take my fall. Heather standing there. Heather just starts laughing like she don't care. Another person was sitting there and Josh came walking past as I'm like falling over. And he's like, and I'm like oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm down here all the time. I take falls all the time. Tom like literally calls me Grace because I'm not stealth. I'm not quiet. I'm, um, I'm not quiet at all. I'm very clumsy. Tommy is too. Norma and Tom are quiet. So if anybody's going to die, first Norma or me, Tom and Tommy will last. But Tom's definitely going to win. That zombie, he'll probably. Who's the guy that lives, is still alive from uh, Walking Dead? Walking. Is, is, that, is that show still going? Yeah. Talia? Okay. Well, th- this year was the last season. Oh, this year's the last season? You would know that. Okay, so what is the guy that lasted the whole entire season? Is there anybody that lasted the whole entire season? Okay, if there's anybody alive, she believes it's Rick. That would be Tom. Tom will be the Rick of our family. He will make it because he's got skills in this one particular area. Now, as far as eating, he'll be the skinniest person you've ever seen because he can't kill a a daggum thing. But he'll be alive. He can kill nothing. What? He'll eat grass, yeah. But he doesn't eat anything green. Right now, he still doesn't eat anything green. Tommy might win because he might die of starvation. That's true. <laughs> but it won't be very long after Tom because Tommy's, not, Tommy's loud. Yeah, that's, not that's not good. He won't make it. Um, okay, so next question. Please explain Matthew sixteen nineteen. Is binding something on earth from something that we want or that we do not want? Is loosing referring to something that we want or do not want? Isn't that a great question? That is a great question. (laughs) I love this question. So, Matthew 16, 19. We're going to read this scripture. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, I am going to, like I said, I don't like to read very much, but Perry Stone does the best explaining the scripture so we're going to go and we're going to listen to what he has to say very quickly because seriously it's this will be the best explanation for the scripture it says many thoughts and interpretations exist about the meaning of binding and loosing from a rabbinical perspective to bind something was to forbid it and to loose something was to allow it okay so and the reason why we go back to this uh, is because he's showing it from the Jewish perspective, okay? And that's really what, I mean, that's Matthew is uh, obviously one of the Gospels. It's what Jesus, it's the place where we see where Jesus uh, uh, gave the best, te- or gave the teachings. Now, Paul refers to Jesus' teachings um, and the rest of it, but, uh, and the rest of the um, New Testament, but, from a Jewish perspective, super important. Um, in early Jewish thought, to loose was to permit something, and to bind meant not to permit something. In Hebrew, the process of binding was called asar, and the annulment of the spoken band was called. Parar. These terms were used in connection with making and breaking vows that had been made. In Christ's time, the Pharisees felt that they were, uh, they were the administrators of all public affairs and were empowered to banish and readmit as they pleased, as well as to loose and to bind. The Pharisees also believed that they had verbal authority to curse or evoke curses that had been placed on things. Later, the idea of binding and loosing is found in the concept of dealing with erring people in the church through excommunication or reinstatement. Whosoever sins, ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins, ye retain, they are retained, which is in John twenty twenty three. Christ demonstrated his spiritual authority over demons when he rebuked, which is binding them, a demon, from speaking in Mark 1.23, and when he loosed the tongue of a man with a deaf and dumb spirit, Mark 7.35-37. Jesus also spoke of binding the strong man in order to seize his goods, which is in Matthew 12.29. In this context, Christ is releasing spiritual authority, is which is the king's keys of the kingdom in verse 19 to his followers followers over all the powers of satan to bind satan's power and to loose people from his power so binding and loosing loosing is to release binding is to grab hold of um and so when when you want to bind the reason tom talks about binding and loosing in. It's super important to bind sickness and disease. What I always say is I bind it in Jesus' name and I cast it into the pit of hell. So if it's, if it's, um, if it's sickness, I take that and I grab hold of it and then I release it into, into hell or, in, or anything. So, uh, thank you, Logan my precious friend brought me a a great drink coffee um, back to the question really quick and then we'll we'll touch on Logan in one moment. Um, so loosing is to release binding is to grab and the reason I use uh, I wanted to use Perry Stone is because everybody needs to understand Jewish uh, the Jewish customs the Jewish understanding the Jewish thought processes, the, the words that were used, Hebrew. Um, when you're studying scripture out, what you should always do, and not always do, but what you should try to do as you uh, grow in studying is to look at Greek and Hebrew terminology. Somebody just told me about a great Greek and Hebrew um, app. Who was that? And they gave me a picture of it. A Greek Hebrew app. Was it Aaron that did that? The one that, he uses. The one that Aaron, is it Aaron that uses it? I'm going to share it with people. Or was it Logos. Logos? Is it Logos? Or was that Ty that gave that it? Aaron. Aaron, okay, that's right. So it's called Logos, and I'm going to have Tracy put this up. If you're really wanting to get deeper and to study and to understand, that's one, like I said, the reason I used what Perry Stone said is because he took the Greek word for things and he broke it down. And the reason why Jesus spoke about binding and loosing is because it was um, something that the Pharisees and the Jewish people understood and uh, it would speak to them again it goes back to jesus's parables the reason he used certain terminologies um and used different parables like he he spoke about uh sowing seed about planting um uh, uh, about um about grinding um about wheat and chaff and how that works he did that because these people of this time like um they they were shepherds they had sheep They had goats. He spoke about all these different things specifically to what they could understand for that time. Parables don't make sense to us because we don't farm. You know, we don't have to um, go out and make things with our hands, right? But they did. And so he spoke to what they would understand. It's just like um, saying that he wants us to be fisher of men was because people, that's one of the trades that they did. So it was speaking to what they understood, and that's the reason why binding and loosing was specifically used, because it was something that the Pharisees did, the people who had authority. It's what they understood that they themselves could do too. So um, that's the reason why I used it, and I hopefully dig deep. Dig deep. Get started. Seriously, you got to... People need to really start studying scripture. I'm seeing like a, I'm here here. I'm seeing where people are coming up to us and like they're radically changed, um, and even how their walks with God are based on how much study they are doing and seeing the Word of God coming to to life for them. They're like their thought processes are not even the same as far as like future they're like what they want to do with the the future for themselves. Some people are changing professions. Some people are, are adding to their profession um, with maybe something that God has revealed to them through the word that they need to add into their trade. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Are you, am I, the, are people saying that to you too? It's crazy how people are radically taking the word of God and now implementing it into their everyday lives where they didn't even see how it it coincided with their everyday life like they thought bible is here my life is here i'll read it but they didn't understand how full application would radically change everything in how they do everyday life or everyday life application is really what i should say they didn't understand that how much it works with life application i think um I think the more that you get into it, you realize. I mean, even like everyday application, as far as attitude, how you respond to people, how you conduct yourselves in different situations that are put put before you. How much, if you apply certain things like uh, proverbs, talking about uh, be slow to angry, it's slow to anger, slow to speak. If you apply that when you are at a job and you're in the midst of. I'm dealing with a very confrontational situation and you see somebody so angry and instead of you being the normal you and just responding with the same amount of anxiety or anger over the same situation you uh, that you might be discussing, instead of escalating it, you de-escalate it by being slow to be angry, slow to speak. You let that person say what they need to say you listen to the voice of the Lord and how you should respond to that situation in the way that he would what he would have you to say. You'll see that if you do that on a daily basis, conflict, uh, um, not just conflict, but just peace, a st- stability in your life begins to take over. And you just you, there's just a calmness. We're, that's how life's supposed to be is We're to be stable in all of our ways. stable in thoughts, stable in speech, stable in life. Uh, like people love uh, there are some people that just thrive on drama. they love that lo- roller coaster ride in life um, because it adds excitement to them. but that's opposite of what the word says that life is supposed to be like. Life is supposed to be uh, not boring because if you live a godly lifestyle, Things are coming your way constantly. Like, you're not, it is not boring when you're a Christian. It's actually opposite of that. Because you just see things coming your way constantly. And it's such a challenge on how you will respond or how you will attain whatever God's called you to do. I literally think to myself, I would never want to go back to a boring lifestyle. Like, I, I lived a very chill Christian life. I was saved. I was moving slow that i was a i was a steady stream of slowness in my christian walk i wasn't stagnant but now i'm on a fast track it's like a i'd say it's like a locomotive right i'm on a fast track and when you're on the fast track you sit there and god puts challenges in front of you He gives you opportunity um you're always looking at the next thing like that he has for you to attain. And you're like, okay, how do I get to that place? I would never want to go backwards. I would never, uh, I never want life to just be like, calm. I always want to be like, what do you have next for me? Okay, so this is a challenge. Like even with this building, this is with the insurance and everything, it, It's it, in a worldly sense, it's not good. But I'm not worried a bit. I, I, I'm not, I don't lose sleep over it. It's monumental. It's monumental financially and all these other things. It's like off the charts. I don't sleep. I don't lose sleep at night at all because this is God's business This is God's house and he'll take care of it and he'll give us uh, the ways to to take care of it. His ways are higher than our ways. Uh, I just know that as each thing comes the provision will be there and the ideas of how to get to the next Get the thing resolved We'll be there He'll he'll take care of it He'll give us the wisdom To do it But I don't sit there And worry about that stuff That's not for me To worry about That's his job But it's exciting The process will be exciting To see how it all plays out And that's That's the great part um, So I have confidence in him That's for sure So we're gonna go To the next question Which I keep Answering this question a lot Which I'm kind of Excited about um, Answering this It means that Lots of people Are seeking it They just are having a tough time breaking through. It's like me and losing weight. I keep trying to find ways to do it where I don't really have to do anything to do it. But I keep hitting a roadblock. Not necessarily, I keep hitting a wall. The wall is that I must do something to lose weight. And this next question, and for the record, before I go to the next question, my sweet little Logan. Logan came in to be with us for the podcast, and she brought me a treat. And God forgive me, but I'm going to drink really quick. Ah, so good, huh? Mm hmm. Okay, that's a little bitter. They didn't make it super sweet. I love that. Did you tell them to go low on the Logan? No, I just she just prayed. Gosh, darn it. There can't be too many calories. I've already made my first step to losing weight, people. That drink right there has to be low calorie because it ain't that sweet. It's kind of bitter, and I actually no, like it very, very much. But Did you tell him that? Heather's interrupting me. So your top of. My top. My talk about not wanting to loo- do yeah. anything to lose weight? Yeah, somebody... It's just like people wanting the Bible to fix their lives. But it. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Heather says Heather says my wanting to lose weight and not do anything is like people who want to change their lives without reading the Bible. <laughs> Were you in here when I was talking about... about yeah. She wasn't in here. But just so happens. It's true. People always want... A diff, to, to make life different but they don't want to put the effort in to make it happen which would be in losing weight so you're probably always going to see me with thick thighs people because I ain't doing it I'm not doing it I refuse and I think somebody Logan's the one that's I read this comment somebody and I think it's my friend Sarah who called me out about, about Logan's husband. Logan's, if you, you watch one of the podcasts a few weeks ago, Logan's, uh, listen, I was saying how much I love my husband. He's the hottest thing I've ever seen. And then somebody tried to, try, that was Sarah. Sarah calls me out on saying how cute Logan's husband is. Yeah. Which, hey, listen. I don't know, is there a way we can put a picture of Logan and, and her husband up? Oh my gosh, okay, listen. I have been, I, listen, I've been very transparent, people. I'm not, like all, my family, if you're hot, you're hot, we don't care, Now, Is he African American or is he mixed? He's just flat out African American? Yeah, he's black. Well, okay. Well, I say black, but hey, it depends on the people because some people are like African American, but black people like to be called black people. Like, like my friends that were black, they didn't. They were like, okay, I'm not from Africa, so I'm black. Um, which thick thighs are good. I like. The, the, here's the reason. I dated. I, I listen. I dated a lot of black men i date dated a lot of white men. I've dated a lot of men. I don't care what nationality you are. But listen, my husband, if they were better looking thighs, he might feel different. But my husband, he's, he's hes like a black guy. He likes the butt and he likes boobs, right? Black men like bu- butt and bu- boobs. That's why you do so well. That's probably why he chased you. Oh, you know, you have a nice chest. You got a nice rack, don't worry about it. But listen, I'm just saying, well, Um, I'm just saying that, uh, he's cute, but somebody called me out on it. And now you'll see a picture of him and you'll see why I say he's a good looking guy. Nobody compares to my husband, but hey, listen, what? He's hot. He's cute. But we have a lot of good looking guys at our church. We do. As an art pastor always says, we got the best looking crowd. We got the best-looking people. They always say that. We actually do, but it does just so happen. That's not always been the case at Foundation Church. We have gone through ugly periods of time where we haven't had the best-looking people, but just so happens right now we do. I don't see it reverting back, but Heather's shaking her head. We have had ugly, ugly people, inside and out they don't last very long (laughs) they're usually out but um but i will say logan's husband's cute all right um but thank you logan for my coffee i appreciate it you're welcome back anytime we'll put you to work girl (laughs) so all right uh now that i've lost half of the audience and i know i i have but that's okay, because you know what? They, they come back. Chris yeah. Oh, Chris kept him? Yeah, once you see him, now, except for my guy crowd. My gra- guy crowd's not gonna be too well, impressed Logan's with it. Picture, so. But Logan is in the picture. But if they're married, they can't be less than after her. And if you're married, you can't be less than after him either. They're beautiful people, that's true. So, next question. It says, I have prayed, how many minutes I got? 20, 20 minutes. So we're going to get through two questions because I will be able to answer this one pretty fast. The problem is, is, yeah, we'll be good. Okay, so this one's going to go pretty fast, guys, because I've answered this many times so far. But apparently people are seeking out the speaking in tongues. I've prayed to be filled with the Holy Spirit but have not received my prayer language. What do I need to do? You're in your head. You are in your head. I can promise you that. You probably already have, you probably have heard your prayer language, but you're like thinking too much or you don't think it's it. So what I'm going to tell you to do is get in a place where you're super quiet. Spend some time like just being still before the Lord. When I got filled, what I did is I like drew a line in the sand. And I said, okay, because I had said I didn't, I, there were times where I was like, I don't know, I don't believe it's real, right? And even though I grew up in a Pentecostal home, and I had seen it all my life, I had walked away from God, so I was like, mm, I, don't, I just don't know. But then, I opened my heart up to it, and I was like, okay, and I read in the scriptures, I studied it out, and I realized, okay, it is real. And it is something that we're told to do. So I was like, okay, I want this. Now how do I get this? And you think that the Holy Spirit's going to go in and he's going to take over your tongue. And like for Tom, it kind of was like that to a certain extent because he got saved one day, and the next day he basically, he's a Catholic boy, right? The next day the pastor's saying, hey, who wants more of God? And literally it was the next time he was in church. He's like, I want more of God. He didn't know what that meant. So he goes up and like the Holy Spirit just comes hard down on him. he can barely stand he didn't even know what all that was. Um, for people who don't believe in being slain in the spirit or falling out in the spirit it's just not true. It happened in John Wesley's time. John Wesley a met who who formed the the Methodist Church the first time uh, it happened to him, he thought the woman, a woman he's preaching, a woman f- literally falls out he thinks she faints in his service he calls for doctors or anybody in the profession of medical profession to come in and check her out they thought that she he thought she fainted but he didn't know what was going on so he basically stops his service he's never seen this before it's never happened before and um he doesn't even keep preaching they check her out they're like her pulse is fine her heart rate is fine uh she's not fainted they, they they know something's not right with her because she's not coherent, like, she's not functioning. If, if you've ever been slain in the spirit, it's not like you're, it's not like you don't know what you're doing. But it's like, it's kind of like being drunk, but it's not being drunk. I mean, it's because you, it's such an overwhelming feeling. Like, you're not, your your thought processes aren't. Going like they normally would. So like you want to, you you can understand what people are saying, but everything's slow, and it's just such a great time with the Holy Spirit. It's 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 profound. Well, um, that's how she was. She could function, but something wasn't. They were like, we don't know what's going on with her, but she's okay. She's coherent. Everything's fine, but something, she's just not right. So they basically waited, waited it out until she could finally, and John Wesley likely either says, it's demonic, or it's medical, or it's God. And he gave the scriptures, right? Or he basically said, you know, or it's God. When it was all, came, when she came to, finally came to, she said, hallelujah, praise you Jesus, and something else. And he's like, well, then that's God and then they moved on that was the first time he had ever seen it uh, ever and it wasn't something that was taught same with tom he didn't he didn't know um to do it first time it ever happened to me being slain in the spirit i didn't expect it it was the best thing that ever happened to both of us now when he was filled with tongues he like just started speaking in tongues And nobody's told him this is what you should say or anything like that. And it's not like, you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be thinking that the Holy Spirit's going to come in and just take over your tongue. But even if the Holy Spirit did come in and take over your tongue, it's not like something wild and crazy is going to happen. It's nothing to be afraid of. For me, I just said, I'm not leaving. I am not leaving this chair in the church had my girlfriend sit behind me i said i'm not leaving until i'm filled i'm not i'm not i want it i'm not leaving and then i just told the, the lord i'm i'm gonna be still and i literally sat there i said nothing i didn't talk i said nothing she was praying in the spirit behind me but i just was like i'm not saying anything until i hear my first syllable or i hear the whole phrase or whatever you want me to say and that's basically how, how it happened i heard a syllable And I was like, is that is that should I say that? Is that like like a child hears Dada or Mama for the first time? Those are syllables, but you have to in order to start talking, you have to start putting syllables together, which form words, right? So that's how mine happened. Some people have sounds that they do for their. So it may not be like what you've ever heard. There's maybe, like I know a woman who got filled. She was, I think she was a Protestant, right? She got filled with the Holy Spirit. Hers was a shoo, 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 and then it added on to that. But it was a sound. So whatever you feel like has been placed in your head and your heart, be bold enough and courageous enough to say, I'm going to take this step of faith and I'm going to trust that this is my prayer language. After, you'll know, because you'll have this overwhelming peace and like there's nothing I cannot explain it you'll just know but you'll take that step you'll start saying whatever it is or a syllable and then it'll start adding on to there and then before you know it you'll have your prayer language but it's like anything with faith you have to step out there and be willing to to take the risk and then it'll just add on to that it is not complicated we just get in our heads far too much and And we make things so complicated when things are so simple. And the Holy Spirit is sweet. So just take the risk, right? Um, So enough about that question. The next question is, and and here's the thing, I, I love it that people are really seeking the gift of tongues. It'll change your life radically. Like you, I mean, it will. There's a boldness that comes from it. it. It, I just, I cannot explain to you enough. Everybody, even if you don't believe in it, look at the book of Acts. Listen, read everything that Paul said about it. And if you still don't believe it, you need to like study it out even more deeply because you're missing it. It absolutely is for today and it is absolutely something that all of us should do all the time. Pray without ceasing. Um, and, and it how does it go? You're, we're to pray without ceasing in the Holy Spirit. So, um, okay. Have you ever experienced a friendship breakup and what did it teach you? So I know this question's about me, but really this question really is about all of us because I think all of us at some point have had friendships break up. The one that is most profound for me is, um, I've told a story about when, um, uh, when I walked away from God, when I was in that car, uh, one of my closest and dearest friends, my girlfriend Chris, she has, she showed what true friendship is to me. Um, because when I was in that car and I said to my friend, which was her, I said to my girlfriend Chris, um, I'm gonna try, I think I'm gonna try the world. And she said, don't do it um, because she had already done it when she was younger and she knew there was nothing good that came from it. Um, what happened from that, for me saying, I'm gonna try the world, Um, what happened is because I made that decision, not because of her, but because of me and the path that we, I decided to take, it caused a huge split between both of us. Um, Chris, it was such a great friend. It's it's still to this day. Um, But what happened was um, we went through a period of time where I didn't speak to her at all. It was a long period of time. We were high school friends. Uh, Our senior year, we, we became, we, we had a class together. and We became friends. It was after high school, um, w- like right after high school, uh, her and I w- became inseparable. We were together all the time. She had gotten saved. Um, I w- we ended up, I ended up going to church with her. Like, everything we did, we did together. Her favorite color was pink. My favorite color was yellow. We would wear the matching outfits. It was ridiculous. I mean we would be considered lesbians. It was that bad. If today we hung out, we were so much together and we looked looked like a lesbian couple because we dressed alike. We thought we were the coolest things ever though. Our filas and our jackets and we would go shopping. There was a, I can't remember the name of this store. It was like a Dillard's Hex, do you guys remember Hex, H-E-C-H-T-S. It's like the Dillard's of today. Hex was one of our favorite stores because she lived right near it. We would go into the mall and we'd go to Hex and we would split off and go shopping. I kid you not, so many times we'd come back with the same outfits. Hers would be in yellow, mine would be in pink. I mean hers would be in pink and mine would be in yellow. I'm not kidding you. It's ridiculous, like we were inseparable, best of friends, we both look very similar to each other, very both of us have blonde hair, both of us freckled I mean people thought we were 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 family uh we look we looked very similar, everything, same height, everything um and uh so If she did it, I did it. If I was there, she was there, like everywhere. Um, Best friend, I don't know if I've ever had a better best friend in my life. At that time, I don't think I've ever experienced it. But when I decided to live like the world, that's when things went bad because my behavior was very poorly. She would try to correct me and say, do not, this is not right. You should not be. Doing these things, you should not live like this. And I resented it for her, resented her for it. And um, so I just was, I ditched her. I was like, no, mm mm. So I went off, lived a wild lifestyle. She went off, she got married, um, and stayed very close with her relationship with the Lord. And then when um, there were times that she would try and reach out to me, And even when I, like, got my life right with God, I still wanted nothing to do with her. I rejected her like like there was no tomorrow. She would still constantly, I would see her, and I don't know, I um, I think I really didn't like her because I knew she was right and I was so wrong. And I'm a very stubborn, willful person. Everybody in this room pretty much knows it. I'm way better than what I used to be, but... I just was like, if I didn't, if I was like, if I've made this decision, I'm not changing. I don't care how wrong I am. I'm, and so I rejected her. She wouldn't, she's like Jesus, you know. She would reach out. She was always in the wings. I rejected, I rejected. But she never hounded or bothered me. Um, but she was always waiting. And when i got my life right with god it was probably about a year after i got my life right with god just so happened she called uh the house and she would call the house and and she was very close with my family my mom would talk to her and i remember she called and she wanted to talk to me and i finally god had done enough change in me that i was like i'll talk to her and it was the best thing i ever did because it re- reunited us she's still still to this day we um uh, up until COVID came, I would see her almost every year. And uh, I'm so grateful and thankful that she was persistent and that she never stopped chasing after chasing after me and wanting the friendship. I mean, my very first podcast, she watched my very first podcast. She supported me. Like, she always is such an encourager. And I know... Um, i know that like even spiritually speaking we're we're kind of different on certain things but she has a good hello girls friends outside watching the podcast um there she's very very different spiritually speaking there's some things that i know she thinks i'm crazy on um but that doesn't matter to her she's a good friend Uh, I know lots of people have been her and have been me. And so I know that this is probably talking to a lot of people that have been where I'm at. And I would say to you, people have done this with their friends and their family. Um, Like, you've gone different ways. And maybe there's so much, you feel like there's no way to, to get back. Like, to make that family, that relationship. And I'm not saying every relationship should be restored to, to what it should have been, because sometimes it's just not healthy at all. But what I would say is um, there's something to be said with redeeming and restoring. Because a lot of times when you don't do that, you carry you carry a lot of bitterness offense and that's not healthy for your body but also spiritually it's not healthy and so you should really pursue it Um, if she had never if she had given up on me then I don't know like where I would be as far as looking at her. I, I, now I would be because I would be healthy in it because I don't let anybody have anything on me. But for years, I might have because I wasn't a mature believer. Um, but I'm not saying to be a doormat. I'm not saying to put up with people's crap. Um, but I am saying never give up on anybody. If you are a Chris, and I know there's plenty of people out there that know what she's walked through and or what she was walking through where she kept trying to reconnect. And even when I was not saved, she's one of the reasons I'm saved today because she never quit praying for me. She never gave up on me. Don't give up on – if you know, if you're a Chris and you know that you're supposed to – to be there for whatever loved one if it's a family member a brother or a sister a cousin whatever it is and they're not living for the Lord or maybe they are living for the Lord but they hold something against you or whatever never give up on them because it's it will be very healthy for them to restore that relationship for, with you whether they believe it or not and if you are a me what I would say to you is let it go because that doesn't mean that um, you're being stubborn, you're being hard, and you know, stubbornness is, um, this is as much as the sin is witchcraft. So you being stubborn and willful does not help you out in any way, shape or form. And you're missing time to have great memories. You've, you had such a great relationship with this person for a reason. They're a phenomenal person, so quit wasting time, um, and reconnect because there's a lot of time. There's not. There's no time to waste. We don't have a lot of time on this earth to begin with, and there's just beautiful things that can happen for through restoration and and redemption. And God wants all. You know. You know. Really, that's what Jesus came for. God sent His Son for us to be restored and redeemed, and we need to do that with each other. Give everybody a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chance, you know, um, unless they are going to harm you in any way or they're gonna take you um, spiritually down a path that you have no business going. If you're unequally yoked with them, then don't be, you know, you know g- apply forgiveness. But if there's an unequally yoked uh, relationship, I'm not saying to, you know, bind yourself up with them Um, But I am saying that if it's a believer and you're a believer and you've gone this way and one person's trying to reconnect and it's not unhealthy, reconnect. Don't keep anger and bitterness in your heart over something so small and so stupid um, that it's undeserving. I'm sure I had valid reasons to be angry with her. I always feel like I do. (laughs) But in all truth, there's nothing uh it was usually it's it's whatever we've perceived in our mind. When somebody's pursuing you like that, maybe they did do something wrong. Maybe they weren't perfect in the situation, but the odds are you were probably more imperfect than they were imperfect. And so we really should just give everybody a chance to just fix and reconcile and then restore. It's super important. There's so much freedom in restoration. And I am so grateful, I mean, oh my gosh, I am so grateful that Chris never stopped trying to have a relationship with me because I would have missed out on just so much time and laughter and we have such a great time when we're together. And and iron sharpening iron because she does love God and we do have great conversations, spiritual conversations and, and grow together. So that's super important. But what she truly did show me is how Jesus is. Jesus, and if you're not saved, she is. She showed me a great truth about how Jesus is with us. He never stops pursuing us, ever. It's just he is not going to be something that's an annoyance to us. He's a gentleman. He won't be like a nag. Like the word says about a nagging wife is like a constant drip in Proverbs. You're not going to be, you're not going to, He's not a constant drip you're not going to be annoyed with him he's gonna he's gonna just be a gentleman who's waiting in the wings for when you're ready for him and like she was she every now and then she just let me know she was around every now and then she would reach out not so much that I was just like will she leave me alone I never felt like that and that's that's how Jesus is he wants you back if you loved him at one time and you've gone your own way he wants you back he's a gentleman he's sitting in the wings waiting for you to restore you to redeem you if you've never known him he is the best thing going he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother you may be like the loneliest person and you feel like no one loves you no one cares about you that's just not true he does You don't know that because you've never given him a chance. But today's your day. And I so invite you to say this prayer with me, that if you don't know him or if you have known him, come back. It'll be the best decision you ever made in your life. I speak this because I know. I've been saved, walked away. Best thing going. I will never, ever, ever, ever walk away again because life is just too great. It's too great. The world has nothing to offer when you've, when you've really walked with God. Um, and you actually appreciate and understand the price that Jesus paid, and then all the things that come with it. Um, and I'm not talking financially, I'm talking about inwardly, the peace that passes all understanding, the comfort that you cannot even understand or conceive that is provided through, to you through the Holy Spirit. So I ask you, let's say this prayer together if you don't know him or if you want to come back. In Jesus' name, Father, I come to you. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you into my life. From this point on, you make my plans. You tell me what to do. I will do it. You tell me what not to do. I won't do it, I turn from my ways, and I will serve you for the rest of the days ahead. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. If you said that prayer, you're saved. It's that simple, it's not complicated. We make it so much more, just like speaking in tongues, we make that so much more than what it is. Now, what you gotta do though, is you gotta get into a very good, solid, Bible-based church. If you don't know of a, if you don't know what that means, well, email us. We'll help you find a good church. But you can't you can't go to what's going on out there right now. What's going on out there? What most of the churches they're not good. They 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 don't preach the gospel. They don't they don't uh, they don't make the right stands, and they teach you to be super weak. So if you need to know of a really good church, we can help you out with that and uh or tune into foundation church every sunday at 10 a.m i can promise you you'll hear more bible than you've ever heard ever because that's what my husband does he preaches lots of bible so get into a good church if you need help if you need a good bible we can direct you in that direction too but uh if you need anything please let us know if you said the sinner's prayer Please let us know. We're going to pray with you. Keep you, uh, keep you in our thoughts so that you stay on the straight and narrow. And uh, tune in um, for the next podcast. I think that'll be Friday, correct? This is Wednesday. So it'll be Friday. Thank you. Have a great day. And I will see you on Friday. Bye. Real Talk.